Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my good people. It is Monday. September the 12th, 2022, y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G, and for that, myself, along with Jay Rich, we are very, very appreciative and happy for you being here, if it's your first time on the channel, welcome, man, we have a good time, we kick back, get your cup of coffee, uh, and enjoy all the goodness of uh, college football, we really ain't gonna talk too much about that, Alabama shit the bed, kinda, sort of, a lot of bit. Uh, but the NFL, week one, almost in the books. We get Geno Smith versus Russell Wilson tonight to finish out week one of the NFL season. But man, glad y'all are here. Glad y'all are here in the building. Uh, where's the spot? Prize picks, baby. Prize picks. Use that promo code Wake Up. Get an instant deposit match up to $100. Subscribe to the newsletter in the description below. We got trade shows on the Destination Debbie channel. We got injury podcasts. We got Off the Line. We got 4D. We got Eric and Scott Connor dropping on Saturdays. Make sure you subscribe to the DD podcast feed. We got dope content creators. And we have a new addition to the lineup that we will announce Sometime later this week, but we got two people joining DD that's going to be bringing you some more fantasy football content live on Tuesday night. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Jay Rich, you talked a lot of trash last week. I had to get on here, do this big apology tour, and your boy Mike Davis, he did much of nothing as well. So I kind of feel like I need to walk that shit back, but I'm going to bring you to the stage. What's up, baby? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, obviously, yesterday was um, a big day for everybody. Fantasy football back in full swing. Uh, Mike Davis, though, yeah, it's not great when you're there all training camp and you get outsnapped by the guy who was brought onto the onto the roster a few days ago. That's not the best look for the uh, Mike Davis truther. So, Ray, I will give you a formal apology. Um, mm. The victory lapping went a little bit too far, mm. but to be fair, mm. Mike Davis did average 5.5 yards per carry to Cam Akers is zero. So I can hold my head high on that one stat alone, but 11 yards, probably not going to get it done for your fantasy league. Yo, How are you hold, doing, my friend? Hold on. We got Joe in the building, my girl, <laughs> Joe. Talk that shit, Joe. Talk it, baby. Joe, you took a lot of heat, a lot of slander here on Wake Up. And one Antonio Gibson went out there and balled, baby. Led the team in rushing and receive. Joe talked oh, that this morning, girl. I like it. I like it. We're going to get to Antonio Gibson in a minute. Uh, Jay, do we have uh, some news? Do we have news? Unfortunately, we have a lot of news. Do we, do we to have? Be honest. I, I don't think I have uh, straight facts set up the proper That's way. That's okay. Wait, no, That's no, okay. I got you. Old Ray G is going oh, to get it right here. All right, Jay. All right, let me see if I can do this. We'll do that. All right, you ready for your news segment? <laughs> yeah.
All right, this is Straight Facts. Ray, um, honestly, I'm kind of surprised you are able to get up this morning. I'm sure that it's been a very tough past few hours for you. Uh, the number one story, I think, in all of football right now is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, who fractured his throwing thumb yesterday. It was a clean fracture, apparently. Ian Rapport was on Good Morning Football talking about it this morning. They don't know what the timeline is looking like right now. Um, it's going to be at least a month. It could be upwards of six to eight weeks. Um, I would make sure that everyone out here taps into Jeff Mueller's injury podcast, which drops on Sundays. I know that he will be talking about Dak Prescott then. But, you know, outlook for the Cowboys, not good. Jimmy Garoppolo, still available, right? I know you don't want to hear it, but at this point, quick question for you. Should the Cowboys tank this season, yes or no? Yes. I'm kind of with you. I think they should tank too. Yes. Okay, so moving forward, um, Keenan Allen suffered a hamstring injury in the second quarter. He actually, I believe, had like 62 yards, so was on for a monster game against the Raiders. The Chargers looked a little shaky after that, but ultimately Justin Herbert was able to get it done. But yeah, he does have a hamstring injury, so we don't know the status of him for this week, but hopefully he can just ice it, relax, recover throughout the week. But I believe they play on Thursday, Ray. Can you check that for me? I believe they play on Thursday against Kansas City. Yes. Right? So that's a bit of an issue for Keenan Allen, right? Short week, not a lot of time for rest. Is he going to be available? We'll see. Um, But obviously a big game against Kansas City this week. So hopefully he can be back. But if not, um, we will have to monitor that status. Make sure you check those injury reports because, like you said, it's that Thursday game. TJ Watt apparently tore his pec. Like, what? TJ Watt is probably one of the most talented players in the NFL. And it seems like he just, he's just a Watt at the end of the day, right? Like as talented as these brothers are, they just seem to get these random, really severe injuries. And I'm not sure the exact timetable for a pec injury. It it could be long and it could be, you know, almost the whole season, but hopefully he will be back because you saw what he did to Joe Burrow and what that Steelers defense did did to Joe Burrow in that game yesterday. Um, Crazy, probably the craziest game of the week, as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, uh, Torn Peck is really not good for that Steelers defense and makes it them less formidable going forward. But they did look much better than I think we projected early on. Um, I think a bigger fantasy story is Elijah Mitchell, who in the Mud Bowl yesterday uh, in Chicago hurt his knee. We don't uh, know the severity of the injury. We don't even know what the injury is. But, I mean, Ray, are we surprised at the end of the day? No. Like This is a guy who continues to get hurt, get banged up when he's on the field. He is phenomenal, but when he is, but he is frequently not on the field. This opens up the door for Jeff Wilson, who got a ton of carries yesterday, and opens up the door for TDP, who was inactive. Tyrion Davis Price, the th- third round pick out of LSU, he was inactive this week, so he didn't get to play, but he will be active this week. So I'm curious how they do use him because you have to imagine he will be on the field to some degree. Chris Godwin uh, left the game yesterday late or late in the second quarter, apparently looking like it's been a hamstring injury. They weren't really sure what his injury was. He was limping a bit on the sidelines. Obviously, we did not expect much from him coming back off that ACL injury, but he did play and he looked pretty damn good. So hopefully he's it's not too severe and it's just, you know, a small hamstring and they can kind of work on him. But I think the bigger concern is him coming back so soon. We didn't necessarily think he would be back right away. So hopefully it's just, you know, he takes his time, rehabs, gets back right because he was looking so good. So it's looking like the knee is good. Now he has to get the hamstring looking better. Uh, D-Wing's saying an MCL sprain for Mitchell Summer saying that's not good. That would be a four-week injury, but not as severe, obviously, as an ACL. Then T. Higgins um, got smoked yesterday in the game, and he has a concussion. So the problem for him now is we don't know the severity of the concussion. He was ruled out pretty quickly in that game. They you know, did the test, all that stuff. He was ruled out. So we don't know whether what his stats looking like for this week, but 
I mean, Jamar Chase after that was balling. So if you got Jamar Chase, you're pretty happy because after T. Higgins went out, it was basically the Jamar Chase show. And then Mac Jones hurt his back yesterday. Not something you want to see if you're a Patriots fan, but they look so bad. It's maybe Mac Jones can just take a few weeks off and they can regroup when he's finally healthy. Um, Ray, do you make anything of this Mac Jones back injury and kind of what it means for the team? I don't really think it means much of anything because they're so bad, but those are kind of the major news stories we're looking at right now. Just a lot of injuries and kind of seeing what this may mean for some of these teams. A lot of fancy implications for some top players, but you know, I think Dak is obviously the biggest one because of how bad the Cowboys looked. And we have a lot of those guys on our fantasy rosters. Yeah, man. Uh, so let me just, let me just talk a little Cowboys real quick because that's my squad. I've rep Dallas. This team is bad, man, um, and it sucks because we're witnessing one of the best defensive players, one of the best players in the NFL, sort of waste his second season, and he started off hot last night. I'm talking about Micah Parsons. The O-line is in shambles. The wide receiver core is putrid. Uh, you know, to be fair, Zeke looked like the best offensive weapon that we had last night, Zeke and Dalton Schultz. Uh, Zeke lost weight, looks explosive. Early season Zeke looks good, but... Even Dak Prescott wasn't about to save this team. The offensive line is in absolute shambles. We talked about this. I said it when it happened. Tyron Smith getting hurt was the worst thing outside of Dak being injured. And guess what? We got both. Tyron Smith is out and Dak Prescott is out. I mean, it's, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, for me personally, I mean, hey, at least the shit happened week one and I can enjoy the rest of the season without getting my heart broken after like 17 weeks of the season. I mean, it's a wrap. Uh, this is this is a downgrade for Lamb. It caps his ceiling. I think Schultz would be fine. He's going to be the security blanket for Cooper Rush or whomever they bring in, which I doubt Dallas will bring in anybody. I think they're just going to roll out Cooper Rush. The offensive line is still rough. The hopes and dreams of the fantasy community of Tony Pollard stop. They are... I, I, I don't know how many times we got to say this. As long as Zeke is back there, he's going to get the ball majority of the time at the running back position. I just don't want him, man. I mean, what do you do? I mean, Dak is out. It's a wrap, you know? Defensively, you couldn't ask for a better showing from a defense. I mean, they limited Tom Brady and them to 19 points, man, and got no help offensively. Dallas was the only team in week one not to score an offensive touchdown. So far. We'll see if Seattle can if Seattle can at least tie us. But so far, every team in week one scored an offensive touchdown besides the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the ineptitude started long before week one. The offseason moves, trading Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick, whatever it was, a, a non-consequential pick, not addressing other needs in free agency, holding money. Uh, it's just mismanagement from the top down. And as long as Jerry Jones is running the Cowboys organization and won't step aside and just be the owner of the team, he wants to be owner, vice president, GM, president, drafter, uh, the Cowboys will be in purgatory. And it's unfortunate. I think Dak deserves a little bit better. Uh, Zeke Elliott, for all the, t the the heat that he takes, he's a far better NFL running back than, than what he's given credit for. And this season is a wash. The Philadelphia Eagles looked much better than Dallas on both sides of the ball. The Washington Commanders, I know they only played the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they look like a more competent organization than the Giants. Shout out to the New York Giants who beat the number one seed in the AFC last season, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Dallas is bad. This is a bad team. And if you roster any of those guys for fantasy purposes, it's unfortunate because uh, even if he's cleared to come back six weeks, eight weeks, I don't know how he's going to be, right? Like, you still got to hold yeah. on to the ball. The offensive line, I mean, I guess they'll gel and get better, but it's just bad, man. Uh, it's a bad situation. 
uh, for Dallas. This is this is not good, and I'm glad. I'm just glad it happened week one. <laughs> F it. It's over with. There's no hope, eh? Yeah, yeah. There's. I could just. I could enjoy the football season. All right, but we got to get to. Uh, we got to get to uh, some can I touch ballers. On, can I touch on one thing quickly? One thing no, quickly. you can't. Forgot, we got to go. We got to go. I forgot about the Najee injury, right? So Jalen Warren fine. got all they the snaps fine. after. All they right, said he's we'll fine. See. Uh, look, he was standing on the sidelines with his helmet on. They just said it was an ankle injury. He'll be back sooner rather than later. They said he's fine. That's what they said. I'm no doctor, though, but they said he's fine. <laughs> I mean, everybody got, everybody got fucking hurt, man. And, yeah. you know, when I look across the board, it just... The Buffalo Bills look like the best team to me. Buffalo and Kansas City look like they are on a collision course. I know it's week one, but man, both of those teams look to be firing on all cylinders. And you know what, Jay? Those are two teams that actually played their starters in the preseason some. And go figure, they came out there and looked good because it started off rough. I mean, yesterday started off slow. It was slow. Offenses were terrible. It was all about the defense, right? And then the offense got the stuff clicking. But it definitely showed which teams kind of played their guys and the cohesiveness and all of that good stuff. So let's do a quick uh, a quick rookie recap. Jay, I didn't mean to make you go away. My bad, dog. Let's do a quick rookie recap. And uh, I just want to say, you know, once the regular season starts, all of the rookie euphoria and hype, it's funny how that shit dissipates once the actual games start and they're just throwing out guys that know what they're doing, right? And all the, the rookie hype and rookie fever go away. Uh, but quick recap on some rookie risers, in my opinion, from this weekend. Jahan Dotson, two touchdowns versus the Jags. Looking good, man. He's going to get his opportunities. We talked about it in preseason. He's running with the ones. He's the number two beside Terry McLaurin. Liked it for Jahan Dotson. And Yolo Wentz is going to throw the ball. Love him or hate him, Yolo Wentz is going to throw the ball, and he actually had a pretty solid game uh, this weekend as well. Drake London, 5 for 74. He hadn't practiced in a damn month. We were worried about Marshawn Lattimore. He went out there. He was tied for first on that team in targets. Marcus Mariota played pretty well as well. But Drake London, the arrow has to be pointed up for that young man. I know it was in a semi-blowout, but Isaiah yeah. Pacheco... Isaiah Pacheco got on the field, and when he got on the field, he looked good. And all that, all that's going to do is give him a little more opportunity, opportunity as we go along, right? So uh, three rookies that, you know, they played well this week and impressed me. They flashed, they popped. Uh, some rookies who did not flash, and the arrows pointed the other direction. Listen, we talked about it, right? You had an opportunity, like, two weeks ago to trade Damian Pierce for a first-round pick, a 2023 first. I said, don't sell him for a second. You get a 23 first, he's gone. It looked like a lot of Rex Burkhead. It was a lot of <laughs> Rex Burkhead. A lot, and, and, Rex, and, and one of the things that we talked about during preseason is, as good as Damian Pierce looked carrying the ball, every third-down situation, they were yanking him off the field and putting Rex Burkhead in every time. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, if he's going to give me 11 carries for 50 yards, that ain't going to cut it. That's just not going to nope. cut it, man. You got to – that's just not going to cut it. The arrow is pointed after week one. I'm not saying it's doom and gloom, but we're going risers and fallers, some players that ball, some players that disappointed. Damian Pierce, the arrow has got to be pointed down on him. Christian Watson, uh, after he dropped a 75-yard touchdown pass – yeah, where's the, where's the sad trombone? After he dropped that, um, the Packers just shit the bed after that. It was just deflating, right, demoralizing – the arrow's got to be pointed. I don't even know how many more. Tar- he got another target later in the game. 
It was on a rub route. They tried to get him on a screen. He got his head around late. Aaron Rodgers looked pissed. He's probably going to retire at some point this season because he doesn't want to deal <laughs> with this wide receiver cast. They looked bad from start to finish. Oh, so bad. And then the biggest stock down goes to all the inactive rookies. Zamir White, Isaiah Spiller, Jalen Tolbert, uh, Tyler, Algier. Tyler Algier. Just just healthy scratches. We're not even going to play you guys. Like you're not even you're not even worthy enough to suit up and go run down and cover kickoffs. Inactive. Well, there you go. Fourth round rookies uh, don't even get to suit up on game days. Now the reality is, it's the running back position. All of those guys will probably play at some point because everyone just gets banged up at the running back position. Um, but that's just a quick. Rookie recap. Jay, we got to go to ballers and bricks, baby. We got to talk some ballers and bricks, some players that absolutely shined this weekend, balled the hell out. Jay, who's the biggest, biggest, the biggest baller of the week at the quarterback position? It's Patrick Mahomes. Come Patty. on. It's, we talked about this last week, man. We talked about this to start the show. 30 for 39, 365 touchdowns. I told you guys that he is going to kill Arizona. Balling, baby. Very simple. Very Ball simple. QB win. ball of the week, Patrick Mahomes. He had his way with them. It was too easy. Um, do I think the Chiefs are all the way back? Kind of. They looked really good. I just think Arizona's really bad. I'm curious to see how they look against the Chargers this week. I think that will be a truer test as to how they actually are going to be this season. But the, the team looked phenomenal on all ends of the ball. Pretty much everyone scored a touchdown, I think, except for Juju. I think Juju's like the only one who didn't score. Clyde, two receiving touchdowns. Um, he looked pretty good. Miko Harbin caught a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, all these guys. Uh, Mahomes, though, distributing it using all his receivers. Um, much different from what we've seen in the past from that yeah. offense. Usually it's Kelsey and Hill. This year, it's been everybody. MBS was involved. Juju was heavily involved. Miko yep. got his chances. Sky Moore caught a 30-yard pass over the middle, which was encouraging for us because we want to see him on the field. Didn't get a ton of reps, but he did get that opportunity. Um, the whole offense was just humming, and Arizona looked god-awful on the other side. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes, definitely the quarterback baller of the week and probably the biggest baller of the whole week in the NFL so far. Yeah, he, he was absolutely balling. Some other quarterback ballers, Carson Wentz. Give Yolo Wentz his credit, man. Carson Wentz went out there. We know he threw a couple of picks, but four touchdowns. Hey, man, three hundred and thirteen yards. Really good. He looked good. He he that that pass that he made to Terry McLaurin was an absolute dot. I thought Carson Wentz was a big time baller this past weekend. Talk about yeah. Jalen Hurts once again. We knew what he was going to do on the ground. We saw Lucky him start though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you say? I said Rocky start. He started what, like 0 for 6 0 for, in that 0 game? for 6, was... 0 for 4, 0 for something like that, and it didn't matter. 90 yards on yeah. the ground, one touchdown, 243 through the air, no interceptions, only took one sack. Uh, it was He played well, man. A.J. Brown having that type of wide receiver outside changed how that offense looked. Now, give Detroit a ton of credit because they fought well, uh, but, yep. but Jalen Hurts... Philly would be wise to dude. go ahead and they they would yeah, be wise to go ahead and dude. lock up lock up Jalen Hurts. Any other big time quarterback standouts? I mean, some honorable mentions. I thought Davis Mills played and carried himself quite well. Um, I believe he had two touchdowns, about two hundred forty yards. It wasn't like you know a world beater performance, but I thought Davis Mills played uh, quite well in that one. Of course, uh, Justin Herbert versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, he played. I mean, it's Justin Herbert, man. Three touchdowns, two seventy nine. He played really well, didn't do anything for you on the ground, but 
being able to 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 get the ball to the DeAndre Carters of the world, uh, Mike Williams did absolutely nothing, and and Herbert to oh, still yeah. just distribute the ball like that. I thought he played very very well as well. Anybody else that just really deserves that baller stand out for you? I think Tua Tua played well too. I want to. He's not he's not up there with <laughs> Mahomes and them, but Tua did play well. He played good football. Tua played good football. Yeah, the only one I think that's worth mentioning is Matt Ryan because um, he looked terrible in the first half, but he came, I mean, he still threw for 350, right? And a yeah. touchdown and ultimately got them yeah. back in that game. It was rocky to start, but I think this is what people were expecting from this Colts offense was a team that can run the ball with Jonathan Taylor and throw it with Matt Ryan. Obviously, Michael Pittman had a great game on top of that. So, I mean, the thing is worth mentioning is what people wanted, even though Carson Wentz was pretty damn good in his own right. Yeah, I thought he. Yeah, I thought I thought those three were the biggest, the biggest balls. I see Short saying Tua did not play well. He played fine, man. He played. He played. He he didn't play bad. I'll say that he did not play bad. Yeah. Just just my opinion. All right, let's go to the running backs, Jay. Let's go to the running backs. The biggest baller. The biggest baller. running back baller. Saquon Barkley. Let's get it, Saquon. Is back, baby. Saquon looked like old Saquon Barkley. I mean, just 18 carries, 164 yards, one touchdown for Saquon Barkley, making plays uh, all over the field. He had six receptions, 30 yards, seven targets, led the team in targets. Uh, he, he looked like Saquon Barkley. He is the RB baller, baller of the week. What say you about Saquon Barkley, Jay Rich? A lot of people were... Fade him, the ACL, he sucks, it's year five, yada, yada, yada. What say you about Saquon Barkley? Honestly, man, the dude is just, he's back. Like, I he's don't think back. you can say anything other than that Saquon is back. Um, You know, he that's his total yardage at 194, but he did have six receptions, right, with that team yeah. lead in targets. Um, he just looked phenomenal. Like, I mean, it, there was a clear effort from Brian Dable to get him the ball, right? And while Daniel Jones was a little shaky at times, he threw that end zone pick that almost cost them the game. Um, Brian Dable, what did he do? He gave the ball to his star running back to get that two-point conversion to ultimately win them the game, and Saquon Barkley was able to deliver on that and obviously delivered throughout the game. A lot of big runs, and, and I think the biggest takeaway is that in the running game, that offensive line looked much better. The, the pass protection was okay. It wasn't always there, um, but I think in the running game, they did look very good and was able to get Saquon those couple of plays that get those big holes develop, and he's getting you know, 30, 40. I think he had an over 50-yard run at one yeah. point during that game as well, so you just see what all that Saquon Barkley needs is a couple chances, and he can make the most of them, and he really did that in this matchup. He Definitely looked the biggest like ball of the week. Saquon Barkley, man. The, the league is better when Saquon is balling, and he is definitely the biggest RB baller of the week. But, man, there were a lot of RB ballers, man. Jonathan Taylor, I kind of didn't want to talk about him, but, I mean, it's JT, right? <laughs> uh, 31 he carries. He did what he does. 31 carries in week one, 161, one touchdown. But what's even more impressive is he had seven targets, man. Seven targets, which was tied for second on the team with Kylan Granson, which was a little surprising. Um, but Saquon Barkley being involved in the receiving game, awesome. He balled out. Uh, Cordell Patterson, I, I remember, when were we talking about this? We were talking about Patterson somewhere, and I was like, man, should we draft Patterson with confidence? Uh, he's 39 years old. He's a, yeah. 22 carries, 120 yards, one touchdown, five targets really for Patterson, three, care, uh, three receptions, 16 yards. Talk about Cordell Patterson, man. Baller, one of the RB ballers of the week, no doubt for Cordell Patterson. 
Uh, the biggest baller probably could have been, Jay, DeAndre Swift, had he not been vultured at least 11 yeah. times by Jamal Williams, who averaged 2.5 yards in attempt. But guess what? He had, ele- he had two touchdowns on his 11 carries. DeAndre Swift brought him down to the goal line twice, and they gave Jamal Williams the ball. But Swizzy had 15 for 144 and one. He also had three targets, secured all three of those for 31 yards. Jay, DeAndre Swift looked good. Good, good, yeah, good, you know, he, good, good. He bust, he bust that big run early when the uh, Eagles' safety fell down, and it was just like after that, you're like, oh shit! Like, and it was probably I think the first big play of the weekend, um, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, Swift is looking phenomenal. I, I'm curious to see how this can keep up because the Eagles were pretty shaky on the back end in that game. You know, we expected that secondary to be a lot better. Obviously, James Bradbury did get a pick six, which, you know, that was a big addition for them. But um, Swift looked really good. You know, I hope that they can get him some more touchdowns. It's really annoying to see Jamal Williams get those touchdowns in the end zone. But this is kind of what happens. You know, this is some of the offenses. It's just how they run it. Swift isn't that power back, even though he was still moving the piles and running guys over. Mm -hmm. Um, They seem to trust Jamal Williams in that short area. But Swift, it's looking like he's really going to return on value. I was kind of skeptical early on because we didn't think he would get the rushing production, but we knew we'd get in the receiving game. It's looking like he's going to be full go, and that's really encouraging. Um, circling back to Cordero Patterson, though, I think the interesting point about him is that we were kind of led to believe that his carries were going to be lightened and he was going to get more work in the receiving game, which is fine because he's a great dual-threat guy, but 22 carries is a full-blown workhorse running back. So if he's going to be doing this weekly, he's you know probably a fringe rb2 like rb1 like he's he's produces every single year continues to do that 5.5 a carry yes he can be a fringe rb1 it just depends on how much does he score right and you know he's gonna do work in the receiving game and he really didn't do a ton in this one but Mariota looked good and if he's looking good and they're better than we expect man cordell patterson could be a, a league winner honestly this season all right some more rb ballers this week Left tackle Lenny. Y'all talked about him early in camp. Yeah. Y'all talked about old Leonard Fournette. And there was all this, oh, we want to lighten his work. We want to split this. Bullshit. 21 carries, 171. Also had two receptions in the game. He looked powerful. He looked fast. Leonard Fournette, lock and load, RB1. He was fantastic versus Dallas. They couldn't do anything with him. Uh, it didn't look like Dallas really had a ton of interest in tackling Leonard Fournette. Clyde no. edwards Elair getting in the game, right? Only seven carries, 42 yards, but CEH did secure all, all three of his targets. Two of those went for touchdowns. Seemed like the Chiefs wanted to use him a little more. Brian Westbrookian this year. Um, yeah. I'm not comparing him to that at all, but it was good to see Clyde edwards Elair. Finally do something for us for fantasy football purposes. Miles Sanders also, after not practicing for it, seemed like the whole training camp, clear lead guy in Philadelphia. And when you have Hurts, when you have A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, uh, it's going to open up some running games. Miles Sanders looked well. But we're going to spend a little time talking about it. We're going to spend some time talking about it, baby. Antonio Gibson going out there. He is one of the RB ballers this week because he went out there, right, 58 yards on the ground, 14 carries, uh, but it was the receiving work. And this is what we talked about, you know. I would love it for him to be the primary pass catching back, and it seemed to be the case because he out-targeted J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick, you know what I'm saying, like he didn't do anything on the ground, didn't do anything through the air. Seven receptions, 72 yards, eight targets, Carson Wentz getting him the ball. Listen, uh, what could have been, right, we – it looked like he was on a downward trajectory all offseason, right? And the attempted robbery attempt on uh on Brian Robinson Brian Jr. Robinson. 
you know, that left him out of the out of the lineup, right? Left him out of the lineup and gave, and is giving Antonio Gibson a second chance to go get it. And you got to say, uh, week one, he went out there and got it, man. He looked good receiving the ball. The, the running part, it's not all him. The offensive line is still a little work in yeah. progress, Jay. But Gibson looked damn good, man. And if he can continue this for the next four or five weeks or as long as Brian Robinson is out, it's going to make it real difficult to pull him off of the field uh, if he continues to play this well. There was some fear that he had fumbled the ball in the game, but that was not <laughs> Antonio Gibson. There were some false reports out there. That was, in fact, in fact, Curtis Samuel. What say you about Antonio Gibson, man? I think the biggest thing here is the usage Wait a of minute. all the no, players within no, the offense. Stop. No huh? one drank the offseason Kool-Aid. The offseason yeah, Mike, Kool-Aid. Mike is kind of – Yeah, he's, he's, Mike is he's, twisting he, the narrative yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's twisting the narrative, man. He's, he's new to this. He's twisting the narrative. Nobody expected Antonio Gibson to go out there and get eight targets in the first week, or any week, frankly, but based on you know everything we've seen in the past. And while you know we saw a little bit of it in the receiving game, that was in the absence of J.D. McKissick. So I think the, the bigger question here is, like, if this is how he's going to be used, then yes, he's going to be an RB1. But going into the season and, and you know all throughout training camp, no, was, no one was expecting Antonio Gibson to be running corner routes and getting the ball, right? This is the change that we wanted to see, have been begging for the CMC comp that he got, what, two years ago now at this point? It's finally seemingly coming to fruition. And that's why I think, you know, we have to, you know, take a step back and be like, look, if this is how he's going to be used, then yes, he's going to be an RB1. I think overall, this is just what we hope for from Gibson. The rushing production, I don't care about. If he's going to get six targets a game, he's going to be a fringe RB1 every single week. You know, to your point, led the team in receiving, but Curtis Samuel being the number one target, in that offense was surprising, right? A guy that we didn't know much about either coming into this season. So both of those guys being heavily involved was definitely interesting. But Carson Wentz, man, got it done. And and Antonio Gibson got it done for fantasy owners who continued to believe in him. Even though all the reports were very negative, um, the passing production and the receiving production from those guys was definitely uh, a big surprise. It was good to... <laughs> Antonio Gibson went from punt team to baller. I mean, he did. You got it. He played well, man. You know? You got to seize your opportunity, and it's not his fault that that happened to Brian Robinson, right? Like, it's it wasn't his fault, and when his opportunity and his number was called, he performed, man, and that's what you got to do. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure there was a fire lit under his ass. Like, think about you and your day-to-day, 100%. right? If you know somebody uh, is coming for you, right? Brian Robinson was coming for him. Brian Robinson was there, and it's unfortunate that it happened for him, but, man, yeah, he got it. He got his opportunity came. And he balled the L out. And what was more impressive for me was the work on the receiving game, man. The seven for 72, the eight targets. That is what, I mean, that's what he was at Memphis, right? He was a damn wide receiver. So throw him the ball. Like, just throw it to him. I don't care if Brian Robinson comes back and takes half of those carries and give him a couple of more, right? Yeah. Keep Antonio Gibson in the pass-catching role. That's what we've been saying. Utilize him like that. Let B-Rob take the between the 20s carries or those grinder carries and let and let Gibson do his thing um, in the receiving game. And, and hopefully they can work that offensive line and get a little bit better. But we got to go to the wide receiver. Big time baller of the week for wide receivers. There's nobody other than one guy, right, Jay? There's one guy. I mean... It's it's Come just on, he's that it's dude. Just, he's he's that, that dude. dude. He's just that guy, man. Talk about him, Jay. Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, what can I say, man? He's the best receiver in football. I don't even know if it's that close. Um, you can make the case for Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, I get it, but what Justin Jefferson continues to do week after week is just 
phenomenal. Like he's going to lead the league in air yards again. He could lead the league in receiving nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns, did most of his damage in the first half. What else can I say? This guy's been a dude who's just been great his whole career, pretty much from the start. And if you got him, you should be counting your lucky stars because he was barely a first round pick in rookie drafts. And now he's, I think, Ray, can we make the case that he's over Jamar Chase? Is he is he wide receiver one? I mean, is he's Justin been Jefferson mine. wide receiver one. He's been mine. He's, so it's uh, I mean they're one of, they're in the same tier. Pick one and be have fun. Yeah, exactly. I just like he's Jefferson just better. Incredible. Incredible, yeah. man. Just incredible. I did, uh, and that's what it comes down to. I did Dude's that, just incredible. I did that Bleacher Report piece a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah. and they were like Cooper Cup versus uh, Justin Jefferson, right? And I said I would take Justin Jefferson over Cup this year. It was like 500,000 people telling me that I was like dead-ass wrong. Who the hell is this guy? And Cooper Cup is dope, too, but I want Justin oh, Jefferson, Oh, he had a great man. week. Justin Jefferson. Uh, it, did you see the comments by Adam Thielen after the game? Thielen said no. he's never been a part of an offense that just wants to attack, 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 no matter the score, no matter if they were up. And yeah. he said it's refreshing as hell pretty much to be a part of an offense that just wants to push the ball downfield. Attack, attack, attack mode. I don't know what Green Bay was doing. You're talking about Jair Alexander. He's supposed to be a good defense, Big right? extension, right? Big ex- <laughs> Money man. He is out there wide, bend over and spread your cheeks open. That's how, like, nobody was around him. There was one time yeah. he caught it. And then he took like a half a step back and kind of looked and was like, oh, shit, no one's here. Let me yeah. run and then go pick up another 30. He's incredible, man. Best. I, I think he's the best wide receiver in football. And everybody yeah. keeps saying, oh, he can't duplicate what he did his rookie season. He goes out there and he bests that in his sophomore season. Oh, regression is soon to come for Justin Jefferson. And he comes out <laughs> the gate nine for 194. It ain't looking good. Ain't looking on, good man. for those people. I mean, just an absolute dog. The biggest baller of the week, Justin Jefferson. And let's just stay with the LSU theme because his running mate, Jamar Chase, should have had three touchdowns in the game. They missed one on the goal line. He one hand catch one in the end zone, got a toe on the line. Uh, What do you, these two, man. The thing with Chase is so funny. It's like, I don't even understand how he gets open sometimes because he just it's not that he's does things slowly it just he kind of reminds me of cooper cup in that way he doesn't look like he's running fast it doesn't look like he's getting open he's trying half the time his his cuts aren't super sharp they're They're not not quick he's just he's just great he's just getting open you're like whoa like you look at Devontae adams and he's like shaking asante samuel out of his shoes running an out route and jamar chase is like ah you know just catching everything it's i don't understand it but yeah to your point he made a bunch of phenomenal catches down the stretch to try and help them win that game they should have won that game multiple times and you know pittsburgh really gave it away a couple times but jamar chase um with without t higgins is gonna be a dog like we can say justin jefferson had you know he had an amazing game but with with um t higgins potentially out if he does miss any time Jamar Chase is going to be a goddamn baller every single week. He's just yeah. so good. 16 targets, 10, 10 receptions, 129, and a touchdown. Like you said, should have been two or three touchdowns. Should have had at least back. two. At least two. Had his at foot on the line two. in a couple. He's just so, so good, man. Agreed, so, so shorts. Good. His separation at the catch point, it's the best in the league. It just, he always looks yeah. covered. And then right when the ball gets there, he's open every time. 7 11, baby. Uh, AJ Brown, 13 targets. The next closest target getter. 
Uh, a tie between Kenneth Gainwell, Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith. 10 for 155. This is what Jalen Hurts needed. You get him a guy like this, and he's going to be good. And this offense is going to continue to get better. Uh, A.J. Brown, an absolute baller this week. A player, Jay, that I have been very high on. My first video over at TDN, I talked about him being the next potential guy to ascend to wide receiver one territory. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, it's going down this year. If you can go out and get him still, go do it. Matt Ryan is about to throw to him every single time. All the shit about this guy and that guy and Pierce and Paris Campbell. It's Michael Pittman Jr. 9 for 121 and 1, 13 targets. Absolute baller, man. He is about, he is set to take that step to enter into that top 12 territory. We keep putting players like DJ Moore in the top 12 and all these other guys, right? Right now, if I ask you right now, Jay, one for one, I will oh, give God. you CeeDee oh. Lamb for your Michael Pittman. Would you do it? Would you send me Michael Pittman for CeeDee no. Lamb right now? Keep it real, man. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not doing that. Um, no, thank you. Uh, I'm not. My I'm, DJ I'm, Moore I told for you your Michael Pittman. Times. DJ Hell Moore for no. Michael Pittman. Um, um, absolutely not. Debo Samuel for Debo Samuel for your Michael Pittman. No, 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 no. I'm not the biggest Michael Pittman fan, but I think to your point, he could have a phenomenal season. And he, like you said, he performed at the he highest is level. Going to. The run in place, the run in place for him, left, right, and center. They need to get him the ball. Um, this game script worked worked heavily in his favor because they were down 20 to three at one point in this game. Uh, the Houston obviously blew it, but. You know, we'll see. I'm curious to see how they look in the more neutral game script, whether they throw the ball 50 times again. Probably not. But uh, to your point, Alec Pearson, not looking too good dropping touchdowns in the end zone. Um, so we'll see. It's looking like it's going to be all Michael Pittman this what? season and JT. <laughs> you see so. this comment? A guy in my league wanted JT for Pittman. No, sir. He just, he just no, likes Michael sir. Pittman, man. Yeah, likes Michael Pittman. No problem. Michael Pittman. Uh, absolute baller this week from the receiver position. An honorable mention. And remember when Amon Ra was only a product of uh, everybody being hurt and he's not good yeah. and he's he's not going to be anything and trade Amon Ra for seconds. Amon Ra Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown is that dude, man. I know the stat line wasn't great, but 12 targets, eight receptions, 164 and one. Really impressed with Amon Ra St. Brown. Juju was targeted very heavily. Uh, Tyreek yeah. Hill had a good debut for the Miami Dolphins. Um, yeah, man. Is there is there anybody else that I'm just like egregiously missing from the wide receiver position that just really stepped up and, and balled out. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, we kind of talked about stuff I can think of right and, now. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there were others. There were others. Well, Devonte Adams, right. We didn't even mention Devonte Adams. He's, he's someone who, but again, like we, there was, uh, yes. there's always that back, that back corner of your mind where you're like, well, he's not with Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's switching Doesn't teams. Matter. It, doesn't it, matter. Whew, 17 targets, 10 receptions, 140. Oh, hold on. Hold, one touchdown. Hold on, Jay. MT, no, wait, yeah, wait, wait, true. wait a minute. Record scratch. <laughs> MT, this, I was telling people I'm in on MT, and y'all told me I was batshit crazy. They, y'all yeah. told, my audience, my wake up family, y'all talk, MT is washed. Ray, you're tripping. MT is done. I was in on MT. Have I not been yep. in on MT? I forgot. Yes. Michael uh, Thomas I think I had, to, I think had to talk you into it a little bit. But uh, yeah, you came around. You yeah, came yeah, around. Yeah. And Michael Jarvis Tom Landry, too. Yeah, yeah. Seven receptions, 114. I mean, Jarvis, looking back, too. 
um, a lot of a lot of big performances, but again, a lot of teams in really negative game scripts. But you know, when you saw Michael Thomas score that touchdown, and he was like, hey, "I'm free," MT, I think he said, "I'm back, bitch." MTV, MT was Twitter fingers ready. MT yeah. was talking cash money. You could just see him like, "Yeah, y'all thought I was weak, man. I'm back." MT, listen, he was the cheapest. He was the cheapest potential WR one on the season that you could have gotten because people were fading. Yeah. Big time, right? You talk about yep. narrative street. They he's washed. He hadn't played in two years. He's he's gonna be fine because I mean, and Jarvis Landry did play well as well. But MT very with those well. two touchdowns, MT is back, man. Very happy. And if y'all are just tuning in, we already talked about the rookies at the top. Jahan Dotson was the first rookie baller that I discussed at the top. So just go back and check that out. Jahan Dotson. Are we gonna talk about um Drake. Devin Duvernay? His two touchdowns. No, I'm still not starting him. You ain't starting Devin Duvernay. I mean, Corey Davis well, had 70 receiving yards. You ain't starting Devin Duvernay. He didn't have two still. touchdowns though. I'm just and saying. Ba- yes, you know, he was a great. Bateman though, Bateman got his big touchdown, which saved his day. Saved him, he was he was, he was god awful before. Yeah, well, not awful. He just wasn't sauce, getting the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't getting the ball, man. But that did that definitely definitely saved him. All right, let's go to the tight end baller of the week. And I mean, this one. I mean, it's just Jay. It's I mean. Travis I mean, Kelsey. you know, it's 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 Travis Kelsey. I mean, death taxes and the best reliable. tight end in football. Eight for 121 and a touchdown. Baller of the week. Travis Kelsey, and it's going to be fun to watch him with Patrick Mahomes. But O.J. Howard, too. O.J. Howard yeah. coming out of nowhere. Two touchdowns for O.J. Howard. Let's go, baby. I mean, I yeah, didn't this have is him. I didn't supposed, him. This is what he's supposed to be, man. He's yeah. supposed to be... You know, first round pick, phenomenal talent out of Alabama years ago. Went to the Bills. The Bills cut him. Houston yeah. picks him up. He walks into his first game and scores two touchdowns. I mean, what more can you ask from OJ Howard than a phenomenal performance? Definitely a baller of the week and a baller who came out of nowhere at that. All right, man. Let's go to some bricks. We got to go ballers and absolute sad trombone bricks at the positions. Jay, and uh, if y'all out there are familiar with a long came poly, you will love the sounders that I have for these apps, these bricks coming up. So let's start at the quarterback. I, I know he got hurt. It was towards the end. But Dak Prescott was a brick. Dak, Dak in that oh, yeah. offense. You drafted Dak in the back of the first, early second. He wasn't leaving the second round in, in dynasty startup drafts, right? That's yeah. what I'm talking We're talking a little more dynasty than redraft. But even in redraft, if you waited, you wanted Dak Prescott – he can be a guy. I'm not I'm not blaming the injury for his pathetic performance. He was bad before then, man. QBR of 15, 14 for 29. No time to no time to throw the ball. He did run once and looked okay doing that, but Dak Dak was a brick, man. If you played Dak, you were probably starting him as your QB1 and he absolutely freaking failed you. Absolute brick from Dak Prescott. Another quarterback brick this week, Aaron Rodgers. Just Disinterested, no Devontae Adams. Uh, I, th- I he thought did not when he got, I thought there, when man. he got, I thought when he got hit, he was gonna like be out, right? QBR of 16, yeah. 195 yards, one interception, four sacks. Not good, absolute brick from Aaron Rodgers. Right. Let it rain, brick off the side of the backboard. Uh, Trey Lance, I know the conditions were bad, Jay, I know they were bad. He showed some flashes, right? But yeah. both of those quarterbacks, for the most part, were not good. And I get the conditions were bad. I'm just 
Well, there's some. Let's see him in a, a better game conditions. Up until yeah. that broken play where Justin Fields uh, threw it across body, Dante I believe Pettis, it was to yeah. Pettis. He had 22 yeah. passing yards in that game. And again, yeah. I understand the conditions were bad, but you probably, you at least, I know for a fact you started Trey Lance. You, you started him. Oh, yeah, I didn't. You, reluctantly, right? Yeah, you reluctantly started Trey Lance. I started him and it wasn't good. It was not good for those guys. The Bricks in week one, hopefully. They get it together, some better game conditions. I mean, Joe Burrow, he still had a bunch of yards, but you talk about turnovers. Five galore, turnovers, man. man. That's just I mean And they almost damn, won the game. Dude. And he had five turnovers damn. himself. Burrow That's was a brick, so man. He yeah. was a brick. Burrow was a brick. Yeah. Now you're okay because he still got you some points because of the volume, the touchdowns. But you just talk about how he looked, man, not. Not, Not good, good at all, Jay. From from Joe yeah, he Burrow. did run the ball too. That's a good point. He What'd did have forty seven rushing yards. He did run the ball too. Uh, forty seven rushing vo- yards. But he volumed you there. He he saved yeah. the day. But it but if he didn't have you know all those turnovers, which is you know in some leagues, you know we we play in some leagues that are minus four points for interceptions, right? So that's. That's not going to get it done, right? Five turnovers is is not going to get it done for that team and for that franchise. Derek Carr still had close to 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, three, three picks, picks right? five yeah. sacks, some awful yeah. picks, just forcing it. Devontae Adams, I didn't even know. I knew he went off. 17 targets for Devontae yeah. Adams. 17 yeah, Everyone said Aaron Waller. Everyone said Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, I think, had two receptions for 33 yards. Waller had four for like 67 or 69 yards. It, it was not anything but the Devontae Adams show that we all hoped for. But uh, we actually got to see it in fruition in week one. Hey, man, since he's got to protect Burrow, man, seven yeah. sacks? I thought they revamped the O-line. He's getting his ass worked out there. They got to do something, man. They can't. They can't they can't throw him out there and keep getting him beat up like that, man. Damn, Mixon couldn't get any running room. Um, but yeah, those were those were some of the quarterback bricks this week, Jay. Um, who else do we have? Running back bricks. The running back bricks of the week, dog. And I I, I just gotta pull it up because I was told that um uh, one uh, James Robinson was dead, but old Travis Etienne. Ole Etienne, four carries, 47 yards, two receptions, 18 yards, 1-800, two bricks missing in action. James Robinson just looked like the better running back. And I see Etienne apologists out there. Oh, it's okay. He, he, he'll he get it going. He'll get it going a little bit later, right? Um, but I thought the Achilles tendon injury was supposed to be the death of James Robinson and there was no hope for him to get on the field. And he just looked better than Travis Etienne in every facet of the game. Uh, besides the two receptions, J-Rob caught one for three and a touchdown. But let's talk about Travis Etienne, who who I was told was elite and was going to be the lead back in this backfield. What's up? Well, um, Ray, generally, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, a lot of people said that he was like Alvin Kamara. Uh, and he, like, uh, he flashed at times. So I, yeah, I don't I know, it. man. We were like, uh, I don't know about Alvin Kamara. You know, this is a dude who said that he's scared to catch the ball legitimately. And, you know, what happened when he got a touchdown handed to him on the goal line, he dropped it. And then when they came back and ran the, ran the same play again, they gave it to James Robinson. What did he do? He caught it and he scored. So, again, I'm not – I don't think it's doom and gloom for ETN. Again, it was his first game. He was coming off injury too, but he wasn't coming off a severe injury as James Robinson. That's yeah, I'm for not sure. trying to hear. I'm not trying to hear all that still, first game. Still shit, out man. carried him. I'm not trying to. So I'm again, not trying to hear all James that. James Robinson man. is that dude, and it was a and it was a negative game script. 
right? And, and if, he, and still if he didn't was get that good, of- why didn't he get the ball more? That's my question, man. That's true. Like, four for 47. He's fast. He's a fast running back that can't find holes. If he's in the open yeah. field, he's good. But again, James Robinson barely practiced in training camp. He's not even a full year off of an Achilles surgery, and they had more confidence of getting him the rock than it was ETN. I'm just trying to figure out what the deal was, man. I, I, I don't know. He was MIA. He was MIA. So was this guy, Alvin Kamara. Let him yeah. ride. Brick. Absolute brick from Alvin Kamara. Nine for 39, three receptions, seven yards. Where was he at? Where the hell was Alvin Kamara at? <laughs> I don't know, man. That that whole offense in the first half was just brutal. You know, honestly, even arguably three quarters, they were just terrible. Um, they kind of figured out Alvin Kamara was banged up a little bit. He was in and out of the game. I'm not sure why they used him in such a weird way. He had really questionable usage. There was a big play that they needed um, in that game, and they gave it to Mark Ingram for some reason. I don't know if Alvin Kamara was hurt or why he didn't play, but he wasn't in there enough. He didn't get it done, and they need to really feed him the ball. I don't know if he's not healthy or what the case is, but to your point, huge brick. A guy that we expected a lot from uh, to really carry the load and, and demand that play. Everyone's saying Taysom Hill. I mean, I, I can't stress this enough, people. If Taysom Hill is on your waiver wires, he is a tight end in all formats. Like He's a dude that you have to have on your roster because he's going to play, and he had, what, 80 rushing yards and a touchdown in this game? Um, I mean, but Alvin Kamara just he just he didn't do anything. Like he just didn't. But now, I mean, all what are these running backs: David Montgomery, Najee Yuck. Harris, Chase Edmonds, Brick, 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 CMC. Thank God he scored you a touchdown, Brick. Oh, why yeah, is he, he only getting four targets? Listen, we're not we're not saying that these guys are done for the year. I'm re- we're talking about what they did in Week One. Etn was Nothing. a brick Week One. CMC was a brick Week One. We're not saying that these guys are done. They're never going to be good again, but they were fucking terrible week one. Austin Eckler, where were you at, man? What was up? 14 carries, 36 yards. Like, he wasn't even involved that much in the uh, in the pass-catching game. He had four for 36, yep. but, but damn, man. Like, these are guys that we were drafting early, man, whether that was redraft, whether that was dynasty. This cast was bricks, dog. Like, bricks. Uh who else was just not good at running back this week? Aaron, Aaron Jones Aaron, with his uh, eight touches? Bro, it was the <laughs> AJ fourth Dillon quarter. leading the team in receiving? When he, he got the ball, ran far, and he got up, and you saw him say, give me the effing ball. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. They, they Clearly, A.J. Dillon is the goal line back because they were there twice. Yeah. A.J. Dillon stuffed once, then they gave it to him again, and he punched it in. Green Bay looked bad. Aaron Jones was a brick Awful. as well. You started him. He was most people's like start of the week. He's going to ball out, do everything uh, without. Get all these targets. Get all these. You only got five targets. I mean, brick. he was almost at the highest top. But the other guy is uh, Tanyan, I think it's worth mentioning too. He played really well. Didn't expect him to play much at all. Well, we're still talking about the shitty running backs first. James Conner, brick, saved you with the touchdown. But other than that, yeah. brick from that whole Arizona offense. Just bad, man. A lot of lot of bad running back play early on. We talked through the ballers earlier. They were ballers for a reason. Because a lot of these cats, a lot of these cats just, I mean, week one. Like, I'm not concerned about Eckler long term. I'm not concerned about uh uh you know these guys long term, but week one, uh damn bricks, man. Like you just did not help you win whatsoever. Wide receiver bricks. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with my cowboys, man. Like I'm sticking with them. CD Lamb. Like, I need you to get it, man. I need you to get it. He's offensive pass interference in cats. You know what I mean? Two catches, 29 yards. Two for 29? 
Jay, right. there was there was a lot of oh, man, there was a lot of bad passes to CD Lamb though. A lot. I, I get a it. Lot I get of, it. He had but I'm just targets, trying to be consistent here, man. I'm, I'm just trying to be consistent. A lot of bad, like a game that we you know we watched extensively because it was it was by itself. Watched it in full. A lot of bad targets had to CD Lamb's way. But to be fair, that's not going to change. So yeah. why should we expect anything else from CD Lamb in this year? In this year, you know, we wanted him to be hyper targeted. Wanted him to be the guy. Nothing. Nothing hey, to show man, for it. What happened, to, what happened to Mooney? I thought he was getting 190 targets. Fucking one catch? Brick. Well. Brick. Right? Where's the long can? Let it ride. Brick from Darnell Mooney. I mean, just, and I started him in a couple, like, just brick. The, oh, the Black awful. Air Force One narrative for George Pickens. <sighs> yeah, that was, the people who actually started George Pickens, they are Hold on. Out of Here's mind. the biggest out brick of, of them all. The biggest brick of them all. I got a sad trombone on Smitty, Devontae Smith, zero for zero in zero with the second most targets on the team with four. Bagel. Absolute just cluster F of a brick from him. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about Christian Kirk who played well. I, I do want to give Christian Kirk yeah, a shout out. Christian but, Kirk played really well. Um, any other just major wide receiver bricks that we were counting on that did not um, get it done? Mike Williams is a was a big brick, oh, right? Gosh. You know, oh, Keenan oh, Allen oh, supposed oh. to be uh, the guy with Keenan Allen new contract extension. Keenan Allen gets hurt in the second quarter. Mike Williams does nothing, right? Uh, yeah. We can pile on a Rob just for fun. Uh, that that's always a good time. Nah, we, t- we, pop, we talked about a Rob on Friday, man. We talked about. But um, outside Friday. of that, not not really, not really much. You know, I think everyone else got it done for the most part. That I can think of. Um, yeah. We're not gonna knock T. T. Got hurt. Got DJ Moore, three receptions, forty three yards. Wide receiver one, Robbie Anderson on the other end went off. So, not great for DJ Moore being yeah. that wide receiver one. That new quarterback gonna help him out, make him a star. Maybe not man. this week. Not this week. Um, was a little disappointed by Elijah Moore, man. Corey Davis, second on that team in targets. Corey, yeah. no one's talked about Corey Davis. I looked up because I tweeted it. I, I put it in our Discord. I was like, yo, Corey Davis has 77 yards on six catches. 77 on six, man. That old Jets team, that was a strange game. Very strange. Brian Windhorst level strange. Very strange. Very strange. Michael Carter dropped a touchdown pass, but 10 carries, 60 yards. He got nine targets. You see targets. all those targets, though? Brees got 10 targets. It's just full-blown committee, man. It's just the NFL. Uh, the Patriots running backfield, was they were all bricks, too. I saw, you know how many snaps Ramondre played? Probably, like, not enough. 14. Maybe 14 yeah. snaps. I didn't see him on the field much. It's not good. Right. Bricks. <laughs> all right, let's get to these tight end bricks. And this one really, really pains me, Jay. But where, where was he at week one? I mean, he was in uh, he was in witness protection. Uh, he was being guarded by Marshawn Lattimore. It's, no, Dra- uh, Marshawn was on Drake London. Marshawn was on yeah, Drake London. Was, Damn near the uh, whole game. Not good game. for Kyle Pitts. Not good for uh, Kyle Pitts. And this but is this my is, guy, but this man. Is, this is well, my guy. Ray, this is this is honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to victory lap here, but this is why I didn't want to draft Kyle Pitts in the first round. Like he's still a tight end. He still has Marcus Mariota as his quarterback, and this is the result of a guy who can win but maybe he can't quite win that way you know like you see what drake london did and he's a rookie in his first game who hasn't practiced and he played way better than kyle pitts way better so again 
are we still drafting Kyle Pitts in the first round? Is he still worth yeah, that? Just for, yeah, just for, but, but we're drafting him for a positional advantage, and that's kind of yeah. it. And that's my problem with it. I love Kyle Pitts, but we should expect these games. This is what we got all of last season. And now people are like, he's going to be a star. I get it. He had a ton of yards last year, but you're gonna you're you're gonna get some of these games with Kyle Pitts, unfortunately, and you're still paying a lot to get him. Oh man, Dynasty Pitts is so full of projection is disgusting. People have an unattainable pedestal. I mean, we're just talking about this game. No one's talking about long term. We're not talking about five years. I'm just talking week one. He was definitely in witness protection, right? Um, yeah. You know, Cole Komet, didn't he goose egg as well? Wasn't he a goose egger? I believe Cole so, yeah. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo-poo on him too much. Like there wasn't Bullshit. a lot of throwing in that game. Cole Komet. You, you shouldn't have started Cole Komet though. Like you saw the conditions of the game, right? Like yeah, we, yeah, you, you started fair. Mooney kind of reluctantly. You started Debo reluctantly, right? You started Lance because hoping he runs, but I don't think Komet's a guy that you have to start in, in a condition like that, right? To your point, yeah, you only I'm, saw one target. But Jay, I'm I mean, just about to piss the only completed eight passes. I'm about to piss the people off, Jay, because oh, no. I still he's like the highest price fraudulent elite tight end in the NFL, and it's TJ Hawkinson. It, we, like he's so fraudulent. He's fine. TJ Hawkinson is fine, right? He's not, but people are paying like like premium for him, and he's just what he is, man. Like, and then yeah. when JMO gets that, I just. He wasn't a brick at all. He at least gave you something. David Njoku, uh, your top five highest paid tight end, Brick City from David Njoku. <laughs> Cole Komet, Brick. Irv Smith yep. Jr., Brick. I mean, just, it's just, you either have Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Brick, his ass Kittle. Is, is always hurt. Well, Kittle I mean, didn't play, right? <laughs> oh, you want man. one of the top tight ends or you want... A guy at the bottom of the barrel, and that's it. You don't want to. You don't want these middling tight ends. It's not worth I, it. I was fully prepared. Andrews wasn't that good either. I was fully prepared to come in there and, and brick Mark Andrews, but at least he gave you ten points. At least you got yeah. ten out of Andrews. I mean, that's not what you wanted when you, uh, you know, when you drafted him in the second round. But at least you got. At least you got it. Something. Yeah. Right. I see Bit Patrick. There. I see Patrick talk about Gasecki. We should have seen that coming, though. That right. we should have seen that coming. Yeah, Andrews was fine based on all of that. Uh, but, Jay, that's week one in a nutshell. Those are the bricks and ballers from week one. Was there anybody else that uh, was there anybody else that we missed out on? And do you want to talk about, uh, do you want to talk about the, uh, the game tonight? Well, the game tonight, I think it's just, do you think it's going to be a blowout is really the question. Do you think Russ goes in there and annihilates the Seahawks in his, in his debut? Probably. They should probably but right. Given how given how this week went, I everyone's survivor picks are done because we thought the Giants were going to lose to the Titans. Yeah, the, the Cincinnati Bengals were going to roll the Steelers, uh, and then the Colts too was a big Colts, was a big the Colts survivor over pick. Houston. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of just I don't I don't want to say anything. Uh, the Falcons almost beat the damn Saints. The Lions almost yeah. beat the Eagles. I don't want to say anything. So it should be a blowout. But I am not even going to go there because we just learned we should have learned a very important lesson uh, this past weekend. 
Uh, Definitely did. I don't know what else to talk about, man. I, I enjoyed week one. I enjoyed week one. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed talking bricks and ballers with everybody. Uh, Cowboys are done. I'm glad I can enjoy the rest of the NFL season <laughs> in peace and harmony. Anything else you got to say to the people? Prop prop bets tonight. Uh, I have not even looked at the model yet. I don't know what Melvin I'm Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin is Gordon. the one I'll be talking about later. Yeah. Melvin Gordon right. looks really good. Uh, Seattle, one of the worst defenses against the running back position last year. Um, I think it will be a committee. You know, Benjamin Albright has talked about how it's going to be closer to like a 55-45 split between Javante and Melvin, whether fantasy owners like it or not. Um, so I would definitely be targeting Melvin Gordon tonight as a guy that you can start and um, and bet his props as well. There it is. We'll have some shit all week. Um, I think I might have to do a college football recap show because I really want to talk about some stuff that we saw this weekend in college football, but we just don't have time. I might have to do it on Saturday night, just do a, a live stream yeah. to go over college football. So maybe we'll do that because uh, it's too much to talk about when it comes to, to the NFL. But we appreciate y'all tapping in. We have 450 at one point in here. Hit the thumbs up button, like, subscribe to the channel. Yep. Check out all the dope content on the Destination Devi podcast feed. Subscribe to the Wake Up, uh, the Destination Devi newsletter. Uh, Jay, when are we going to announce the two new people that are going to be doing the live live show man is that uh, announcement that? will come announcement will come wednesday and wednesday okay. right uh, i'm going live with troy king um okay. me and troy will be doing a show on wednesday uh you can be there if you want it's totally up to you but uh yeah me and troy are gonna be going live on wednesday doing the like wake wednesday up show, morning so, so i'm not gonna on. be on the show you can be on the show if you want to okay. it's up to you uh, but okay. yeah troy will be coming on the show wednesday morning and the announcement will come uh from troy himself on wednesday morning all right, there it is right there. Make sure you tap in Wednesday. Jay Rich and Troy King. Uh, y'all know who Troy is. Yahoo, football guys. Uh, one of the big names in the space, man. Sharp, sharp and entertaining fantasy mind. So we'll, we will still have uh, a, a black person on the show. Uh, I won't be here. A bald-headed black dude. Still one and a half black people. Yeah, Perfect. Still one. We got some super chats we got to get to real quick before we get out of here. I saw three come through. So let's get that up. Here we go. Here we go. What we got? What we got? What's this first one right here? Super chat, Air Horn. Uh, just him fields is the real, Hey, Justin Fields. Uh, I, I was bold proclamation, my friend, but he yeah. let him, he led him to victory and they have yeah, probably one of the best sports images I've seen in a long time. That just looks like fun, man. The sliding in the rain. That looks yeah. super fun. All right, here we go. Do I sell pits this year? Uh, do I sell pits to win this year for Kelsey in dynasty? Why not? It depends on what you get, right? Like you gotta get that. I mean, if you want to win, if you want to win, I don't think I would do that. I don't think I would do that. Ray says, "Don't do it." Because what happens if, if, God forbid, knock on wood, something happens to Kelsey and you just shipped off? That goes both ways, man. What do you mean? But if if something happens to Pitts, he's still twenty three years old. Yeah, but but if you're trying to win, it doesn't. I wouldn't do it Again, unless you're giving right. me a whole bunch of stuff back. I just wouldn't do it. Not for me. I wouldn't do it. Loves Kyle Pitts so right. much. Here we go. I do love him. All right. Sam said, I work nights, can't tune in consistently, Sis consistent, consistently. Love y'all's content. Also want to highlight MT yet again. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. Do it, Sam. Michael Thomas is back in the goddamn can't building, baby. Mike. Uh, Do we get everything out of here? All right. Love y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all tapping into the show. Yes. Jody Fortson. Pick him up. He looked all right, man. I like forcing. Let it rain one more time. Oh, that was the rim shot. Let it rain. <laughs> Let it rain. Ice, man. Let's get it, baby. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Y'all enjoy your Monday. Make it great. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Make sure you tap into the channel. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Like the content. We are out. Peace.